Selwyn, and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about a UFO word salad. That's correct, a UFO word salad. This is the sort of thing that the Pentagon does when they really are so overwhelmed with a cry for disclosure. When the evidence is so in your face they can't deny it, they simply talk in word salads as a way to keep you from seeing the truth. And this became so obvious in this recent uh, UFO hearing. I haven't talked too much about it because it just seemed like such a giant waste of time. And it was a giant waste of time from one perspective, but from another perspective, I suppose we can see how these people will lie to us directly to our face. This article comes to us from foxnews.com, dated April 24th, 2023. It says, newly released UFO video broken down frame by frame by Pentagon official, quote, truly anomalous. So they're telling you this thing's anomalous. We can't explain it. We don't know what it's about. It's a UFO. And in the same breath, they're saying, but it doesn't violate the laws of physics when it is clearly violating the laws of physics. So I guess if you like being lied to, you can watch these guys. At the same time, they do have some decent video that they, that we can see. It's interesting at some at some level. Now this article is by Chris Everhart, as I said. It goes over this this uh, hearing they had the other day and begins by saying the Pentagon released a video of a reported UFO flying at a high rate of speed in the vicinity of Air Force MQ-9 Reaper drones that showed some really interesting things that everyone thought was truly anomalous. Yeah, you can watch the video here. I'm going to put a link at the Buy Me a Coffee site, and I'll tweet it out. This, what looks like a flying saucer, just goes racing across the sky at a high rate of speed. No visible means of propulsion, no wings of any kind, nothing like anything we have around here on Earth. But yet we're told we can't say that it's alien technology. The object flew over South Asia. Well, I just love this word South Asia. That could be anywhere. I mean, at one time that would have meant like Thailand, uh, Vietnam, you know, someplace like that. Today that could be Iraq for all we know. I mean, they change the terms on everything. Whether they're changing the terms for a UFO or changing the terms for a geographical area. That's what they love to do. They love to be in control of the language. That way they can be in control of the narrative. And they can be in control of you. So let's just say somewhere earlier this year, and appeared to have a propulsion trail, but it was later determined to be a sensor artifact, Don, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick explained. At this point, I don't really believe a lot these guys say. Yeah, maybe it was something that happened because of the video camera they were using, but why would I believe somebody when I'm looking at a flying saucer and they're telling me that, yeah, it's anonymous, but it doesn't violate the laws of physics. So, according to them, there's no vapor trail. Funny thing is, Lots of people see these things, and these vapor trails are something that's commonly reported in these sightings. Now, whether that's uh, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, exhaust coming out, I think probably not. could just be from the effect that this thing's having on the atmosphere by moving so quickly through it. It says, it was a second of two vehicles that the director of all-domain anomaly research AARO showed lawmakers during the Senate Armed Services Subcommittee on Emerging Threats and Capabilities hearing on April 19th. Of course, if you watched that or if you've seen the pictures of it, you saw the room was pretty much empty. The first was an unresolved UAP, let's just call it a UFO, identified unidentified anomalous phenomena, which is the government-created word for UFO. You know, I really don't need the government to create more words for me. 
because most of the time when they talk to me, they're lying to me. So I'm pretty happy with the words I have. In an active conflict zone in the Middle East in 2022. So here you go. They say South Asia, but really what it is is the Middle East. Probably like Syria or Yemen or one of these places where they have a dirty war going on. I mean, can you see the deception that just starts at the very first and just continues through the whole hearing? South Asia. Man, what happened to the Middle East? It just disappeared? We don't have a Middle East anymore? Is Israel South Asia? Is Egypt South Asia? Why not just call them African? Half these, half these countries are on the continent of Africa. Uh, I'm, on a, I, I, I'm on a roll. It goes on, it says, Why am I showing you this? Well, I think he's showing it to us because he feels like he has to explain where all the millions of dollars have gone that he's been given. And he has no explanation because they just take that money and put it wherever they want to. Why am I showing this, Kilpatrick told lawmakers? This is the kind of data we have to work with and the type of analysis we have to do, which can be extensive when you have to pull these apart frame by frame. I have a couple questions for Mr. Kilpatrick. Who is we? Because we had a little situation here a few weeks ago when they were asking the DOD spokesperson or spokesman, uh, who all's working at AERO? Have you hired anybody? And they were kind of getting the runaround from the DOD. It sounded to me like nobody had been hired other than, Kirk, other than Kirkpatrick. Is this going to be another one of these things where we spend $20 million and we end up with nothing but blacked out pages when we ask for the information? That's what it's looking like. It says, further, we're now matching all of this with models of all those imaging sensors so that I can recreate this. I can actually show how the sensor is going to respond. You see what he's doing there? It's an appeal to authority, and he's also setting up this uh, setting up this gambit where he can say, well, this is so complicated and it's so hard to do that, yeah, I know you gave me 40 or $50 million, and I know that I'm supposed to hire a bunch of people to do this, I mean, I could have went on Fiverr, I suppose, and hired people, but I decided just to take that money, because I'm the bag man, and hand it over to the DOD to do whatever they want to with, and then I'm going to come back here and just stonewall you on these UFO reports. Got 500 of them this year, but we're going to talk about one. This is just ridiculous. It says, Kirkpatrick showed an infographic during his presentation with information about the 2023 UFO sighting in South Asia that he said is resolved. I thought that was in the Middle East. The Pentagon is track. Now, he says it's resolved. How is it resolved? See, I mean, this is just more nonsense. He tells you, oh, yeah, it's resolved. Don't worry about it. Look away. Don't look at that. I don't know, dude. I'm seeing a flying saucer go flying across the screen. How did you resolve it? It's anonymous. How did you resolve it? Is that a bird? A, a super fast Chinese drone that we're not told about? I don't know. The Pentagon is tracking more than 650 cases of reported UFOs that are primarily categorized into common objects like balloons or airplanes. That's actually not true. The 650, as I understood it, were ones that, that were new uh, reports they were at like 350 or something so we're looking at 650 cases that they can't explain but here we go more of this misreporting they're just tossing this in here categorize well they can categorize them however they want that flying saucer that we that we see in this video flying over the drone that's not a balloon okay it says the ones that don't fit in any of the categories are prioritized by where they were spotted Kirkpatrick said so this is more of the same nonsense where 
they have a legitimate sighting. It's even it's even recorded on their own DoD video equipment, and yet they want to lump it in with all of the balloons and you know birds and space trash. So they're just they're just mixing it in. They're just polluting the evidence. They're creating that parallel narrative right at the start. By not by not talking by not staying focused on what we're looking at, we're just talking about this one flying saucer. That's all I care about. I see a picture of it. It's a small saucer. It's flying over the top of this drone at a high rate of speed. It has no visible means of propulsion. It doesn't have wings. How's it flying? What is it? Where's it from? Let's just talk about that thing right there. And then he says, "Oh, it's resolved. Go pound sand." These UAP reporting trends or presented, it says, then it goes on, it says, are they attached to a national security area? Does it show some anonymous feminology that's of interest, he said. Oh, for crying out loud, just speak in plain English. We know that these things, we don't, we know that these things are super high-tech. Shouldn't even matter if it's a national security area. How do you live in a country, every area in this country is a national security area. We're so interconnected. Just think about all the thousands of gas lines and and internet lines and telephone lines. Any one of these hubs gets hit. It could take it could take a big part of the country down. So don't tell me about national security. Let's talk about our country's security. And then this BS about uh, does it show some anomalous phenomenology that's of interest? It's a friggin' flying saucer. That's interesting to me. It's. If it's just a spherical thing that's just floating around with the wind and has no payload, that's less important than something with a payload on it, and that's less important than something that's maneuvering. That's more BS, man. He's trying to convince you that these things are are winds. Floating around with the wind, you know, you're up at 30,000 feet. The wind's blowing like 100 miles an hour. Nothing's floating around, okay? If it's floating with the wind and it's a balloon, we can tell that pretty quickly. And whether or not it has a payload... What's it matter? You're, he's automatically saying, oh, anything spherical, any of these orbs that we're seeing, well, that's a, that's a weather balloon. That's some kind of a balloon. Let me tell you something. The three orbs that that guy showed me that he recorded over that golf course in southern Illinois a week or two ago were not balloons. They were doing things that even airplanes can't do. And I could go online and do a search and find you 100 videos just like that. So for this guy to sit there, and just do what he's doing, and just and just spew this nonsense. It's just frustrating. It goes on. It says an in-depth report about UFO reportings is expected to be released something sometime this summer, possibly in July. Kirkpatrick said they've had almost a year since the last one, and all we've gotten is garbage. So what do I expect in July? More garbage. He opened his presentation by saying there's no definitive evidence of extra technology, of extraterrestrial technology, or alien life. Really, how convenient! You just show you show us a video of a flying saucer flying at, I don't know, a couple three hundred mile an hour over your drones, and that's no evidence of extraterrestrial technology. It's not man-made. If it's man-made by the Russians or the Chinese, we'd be speaking Russian or Chinese by now. We'd probably we would probably have already been eliminated. They don't have that kind of technology. 
But the number of UAP reports has increased over the last few years as the stigma associated with UAPs slowly wears off and as government ramps up its efforts to address potential safety risks associated with unexplained objects in the sky. Let me translate that paragraph for you. UAP reports, UFO reports have increased because there's been this thing created called the, oh, wait a minute, the Internet and the smartphone. So since about 2009, 2010, 2011, these things started to become more and more common until, you know, in the late 2010s, pretty much everybody's got a cell phone, everybody's got a smartphone, they've got a high-quality camera in their pocket. And guess what happened? You combine millions and hundreds of millions of cameras with sites like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all these other big social media sites, and people start posting this stuff. And there's been so many of these images posted online that it gets to the point where even the dumbest debunker can't come out and say, well, they're all weather balloons. They have to start using things like, well, they're anonymous. We don't understand them. The evidence is overwhelming, and now the evidence has been presented. That's why the stigma's decreased, because people are just... because. The vast numbers of people that have seen these things. When people tell me I've never seen a UFO, I'm like, man, you ain't looking. Pay attention. You know, people can go down through the highway in a rural area and say, I've never seen a deer or a turkey or a raccoon. You're not looking. You look off to the side of the road occasionally and you'll see. There's wildlife all over the place, man. People aren't looking. Because says, the ongoing review of the U.S. intelligence community in the Pentagon of and the Pentagon of hundreds of UAP incidents reported by military personnel was one of the techniques that helped identify Chinese, the Chinese spy balloon, a U.S. official said in February. More garbage, man. They knew that balloon was there. It was just, it was just a political thing. I can't believe that's the only Chinese balloon that's ever flown over here. If China wanted information on us, all they have to do is just tap into the TikTok app. It's listening to people that are using it. Probably hearing the conversations that are going on in the in the White House. I mean, Biden's got his family living there. I'm sure it's a TikTok zone. So that weather balloon to me was nothing more than a distraction. But not a word here about the, the other three that were shot down. Not a word about the 150 people that were told that, that died from coming in contact with these things that was revealed in that, in that, uh, Sanford, that Stanford study. No, don't talk about that. It goes on and says, Last week's public hearing was only the second one in the last 50 years in which lawmakers have openly discussed UFOs. Yeah, because they're told to keep their mouths shut. The first was last May. Kirkpatrick said there needs to be more information and data funneled to the ARO if the department hopes to close unresolved cases. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, I can't do my job because they're not helping me. You know, we don't even, we don't even need an AARO. Do your own disclosure. We're looking with the we're working with the joint staff with the joint staff to issue guidelines to all the services and commands that will then establish what are the reporting requirements, timelines, and all the data that is required to be delivered to us and retained from all the associated sensors. Kilpatrick said, "Yeah, this is just more nonsense where they're making it a thousand times harder than it has to be." You know what? Here's here's something Mr. Kilpatrick can do. He could go on New Fork or MUFON and just read the eyewitness statements there. And then look at the videos, look at the pictures, read the eyewitness testimony, and then come to some sort of conclusion. 
So this is what the government does. They complicate it to the point where it can't be done. All the while they're picking your pocket. It says, we need to be able to agnostically as a media accept that there is uncertainty and look at it from a first principles approach, Graves said in March. Because if we wrap it all in that context about little green men, we're going to be barking up the wrong tree. Well, this is true, but here's, here's the big problem. A lot of people are not comfortable with cognitive dissonance. We've talked about this before. Where they have something they can't explain in their head or two opposing ideas that just don't make sense. And when they are presented with this uh, situation, a lot of times, uh, they just kind of go uh, gaga. And, and they become susceptible to believing anything. So this is what you have going on with the federal government right now with these UFOs. People, it's, the evidence for UFOs is becoming so overwhelming, people can't, they, they, they just can't deny it any longer. But the notion of these machines or phenomena or whatever they are, you know, floating around the sky at these high rates of speed, doing things that they can't do, all these stories about UFOs and aliens, it creates a high degree of cognitive dissonance because they've had this they've had this predisposed attitude that UFOs are not real, that they're fake, and now they're faced with overwhelming evidence that they are real. So their brain kind of goes tilt. You know, kind of like a poker player when he loses too much money or like a slot machine goes tilt. And in that moment or in that time frame when they're tilt, where their brain's trying to reconcile these two uh, completely opposed ideas, that's when they're open to suggestion. And that's when, the US, that's when the government can come in and say, oh, these things are dangerous. They are a threat to national security. We need for you to give us more money. We have to shoot them down. And they can do anything, and they can present any kind of narrative, and that person who's suffering from this cognitive dissonance will go along with it. Just like somebody's hypnotized. And I've talked to people that are hypnotists. What's going on with hypnotism? Look at the, you know, look look at the ball on the chain swing back and forth. They talk to somebody in a soothing voice. They're going along. They get that person lulled into a certain uh, baseline where this is this is the normal thing for them. Blah 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 blah. And then they snap their finger or they make a noise or something that creates cognitive dissonance in the brain. Quiet, loud, quiet, loud. And in that second or that few minutes or whatever, some people, not all people. But a lot of people become highly suggestible. And at that point, a cognitive distance, that's when they do whatever the hypnotist tells them to do, pretty much. Because they've created that window of suggestibility. That's what's happening with this UFO thing. Window of suggestibility. We have, have, we've have, we have had an enormous population for, thousand, for, for our, currently for the last hundred years or so not believing in UFOs. A stream of debunkers, constantly people being depersoned that witness these things. And so then what happens? Well, along comes the Internet, and all of a sudden all this uh, recorded evidence and eyewitness testimony comes bubbling to the surface. At some point, that evidence of these UFOs has become so overwhelming that the average person who for their whole life did not believe in these things, did not believe they existed, had only been able to hear the debunker, and then all of a sudden, there's a tipping point where this evidence comes along, and boom, there's your moment. There's your moment of cognitive dissonance while they're trying to struggle and figure out what's going on here. And what do we see all of a sudden? Oh, boy, here's the government. They're coming to tell us what these things are. And as they come along, they create some more cognitive dissonance, like this hearing telling us that what we see, we don't see. 
they, they go ahead and they agitate that state of confusion of people's minds because they know there's a few of them left that they have to win over. And at some point, then the government will come in with a story this, because people are suggestible. Oh, these things are from another, they're from the planet Xeno or whatever, and they're here to take over our planet, and we need money from you so that we can shoot them all down. See what I'm saying? So they're in control of the narrative. So just be aware of that phenomena and recognize how it happens all the time in society, whether it's about a certain flu virus that they scare the living heck out of people about, and then they end up putting things in their body that they regret later. Every every day in your life, you've, you will find somewhere the, the truth that you knew may not be the truth that you thought you knew. In that moment that you're discovering this new truth or you're discovering that these things are real, don't become so suggestible that you believe something that's dangerous. Take your time. It's okay not to know about all this stuff. It's okay to just be like, you know what, I don't know what these things are, but I'm interested. You don't have to make up your mind today. It's okay just to observe this stuff and understand while something's going on here. Now it goes on and says, that case has been consistently made over the decades when civilians and military pilots <clears throat> alike have reported or recorded objects, events, and experiences that defy our current understanding of what's possibly said. It's important to remember that consensus reality is what dictates our beliefs, and time and time again, consensus reality has shifted to accommodate discovery and actual reality. We must change and adapt when we learn new truths. Well, I think he's on to something. The acknowledgement of the UFO presence is likely one of those formative moments for humanity. Well, what do we know about formative moments? If there's a formative moment, that means whoever grasped the truth the quickest and is able to somehow exploit that truth will have immense power over all the people around them. It's just like, well, say when fire was first discovered, or say when bronze or iron was first discovered. Don't you think those guys that discovered it had an immediate advantage? A first mover advantage? And that's what the government doesn't want to lose. That's why all of a sudden you're having hearings. If they didn't think that the, over, that the evidence had become so overwhelming that, that as Graves says here, we are, developing a new, we are developing a new consensus reality, they wouldn't even be talking about this stuff. That's why, first time in 50 years, well, what's happened in 50 years? We've got the internet. People are exchanging uh, experiences that they've had. We are in the midst of developing a new consensus reality that recognizes UFOs. And that's why the government has inserted themselves into this. Always remember that. And always remember, you have to make up your own mind. Don't let somebody else tell you what you have to believe. But take your time. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now.